Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Oh man, Ben watches a lot of wrestling, hey pal, he's doing it for you, oh man, Ben watches a lot of wrestling, he's doing it for me. Holy fucking shit. That's right, boys and girls. I'm back. I still watch wrestling. I mean, we back up in this bitch. I mean, there's only one way to really to really get this thing going. Damn, son, where'd you find this? I know. Where did I find this? Hey, my name is Ben, and you might be singing to yourself, what the fuck? This is not Biff Radio. It's not Biff Radio. Way, 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 way back when I had a show, another show. I've had many shows, but there was a little show called Ben Watches Wrestling, and it really kicked off when I did the G1 I did the Herculean task of watching the entire G1 uh, by myself. Holy fuck. Like, bro. Too much. It's too much. So much love to Bonesaw and to Daniel for doing that because it is with you with two people, Herculean task. And I mean, I'm going to be on there a couple episodes. So, you know, I'm going to help share the load. But uh, yeah. So why did I bring this back? Why did I bring... Ben watches wrestling aside from that dope ass, uh, uh, intro by Mr. Kevin Aldridge. Love you, Kevin. Love you every day. I watched a show this weekend, I guess. Yeah. Sunday, actually on Monday. Cause that's a story, but we'll keep that for later. Uh, and it, it really, it, it ignited my passion for wrestling. I've been watching wrestling this entire time, but this show really, AEW has really honestly gotten me excited about wrestling again. And it's going to sound cliche, guys. Hold on to your hats. When CM Punk, Chicago Made Punk, Cookie Monster Punk, Chick Magnet Punk came back a couple weeks ago, brother, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. It fucking got me, man. I was hyped up. I was watching it live, and I just got the goosebumps. And since then, man, it just ADW has been killing it. They are the forbidden door is no longer forbidden. You're seeing AEW guys and gals, you know, in Impact. You're seeing New Japan folks in AEW and in Impact. I'm tired, but I'm not tired of wrestling. So I want to talk about it. I want to talk about AEW. Now, there's a million different people that are are going to uh, talk about this. Even on this very network, the Why Do We Ever Meet, the Allen Club, uh, went. they were live. They were in the building 
and uh, I'm sure that they're going to have an amazing breakdown on their uh, podcast. This will be coming out on a Friday. Their podcast will be out tomorrow because today is Tuesday. So you should definitely listen to that. For some reason, you're listening to this before you listen to that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Go listen to that right now. All right, so I did not catch the buy-in, so I do know that it was the best friends in Jurassic Express versus the Hardy family office. Um, I think I believe the best friends and uh, Jurassic Express won. Yeah, you know, right, right team. You know, start the show off. Even though it's a pre-show, started off with with a bang. I will say, I am super pumped that Wheeler Yuta is getting used on TV like a bunch. Like Wheeler Yuta is a, a great guy. Um, and also, he's a great wrestler, so that makes me pumped up. But the match that I, you know, started the show with was for the TNT title. The champion, Miro. The challenger, a, f- a favorite of mine for a long, long-ass time. Eddie fucking Kingston. The Mad King. I love this guy since his be- you know days when he started in Chikara. And I just, I love this guy. Eddie Kingston is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He's one of my favorite promos of all time. He is just so real and intense. And I was, the crowd was going nuts for him. And it was just like, there's so much like just hype around this guy. Cause, and rightfully so, like he has earned it. He has busted his ass for so long for this spot. And he has grabbed it by both hands and is grabbed by the throat. And he's throttling this thing cause he is doing such a good job. Um, so it was great. It was a great match. It was hard hitting as you would expect from these two big dudes, just beef slapping around. You love, you love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what, where they go from here, because obviously uh, Miro won with a uh, you know a kind of a back kick to the nutsack, um, so that is some bullshit. And Bryce, Bryce, if you listen to me, buddy, you fucked up, man. I mean, I guess you you you, you did the best you could with what the information you had, but bro, bro, not cool, not cool. Uh, but no, I definitely would like to see Eddie uh, continue to go after Miro, and man, oh. It would just be too sweet to see Eddie Kingston win the TNT title and have a run. That shit would be on fuego. I would love that very much. Uh, then we had John Moxley versus Kojima. And this is a great match. Kojima is a legend, uh, leader of bread club coming over from uh, new Japan pro wrestling. And it was just cool to see, uh, you know, I feel like Moxley has is kind of like they need someone to you know kind of deal with all the New Japan guys that come over, and he feel he feel like he's the guy. Anyone that comes over from New Japan, they got to go through Mox, and I'm okay with it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. This match was fucking hard hitting. These guys were just you know beat the shit out of each other. Kojima, he's got that wicked lariat. And I just, I loved it. I love that Mox comes out to that version of Wild Thing. That makes me so fucking happy. I'm super pumped. This match was great. Uh, Kojima could still go. I mean, clearly, if you've been watching his career for the last couple decades, you would know that he's lost a step or two, but, like, he had a lot of steps to give, so he's looking pretty good. Um, but really, the, the big thing in this match was afterwards. Obviously, John Moxley picked up the win with the Death Rider or Paradigm Shift, whatever you want to call it. And then out comes 
the Lord of Nightmare screams. The Dark Lord, the King, the head of Suzuki-gun, Minoru Suzuki. And I'm pretty sure that I actually went back and watched it, that I could hear the sound of Wes Allen violently orgasming. Orgasming? Coming. We're going to say coming. Violently coming as soon as he saw Suzuki. Um, projectile coming all over the place. It was, it, was, it was kind of gross. I don't think he's allowed back in that place, but that just might be me. But uh, that was really cool to see. Um, and, like, those two are going to fucking tear it up tomorrow. They're going to be in the natty, Cincinnati, Moxley's hometown. Uh, I, I was, I'm shocked. I'm actually kind of shocked they're giving this one away that quickly. But maybe it's because Suzuki doesn't have, like, you know, he's got a busy schedule whilst he's over here and then has to get back to Japan. So um, that should be a lot of fun. But, again, that was just the first, just the first of, like, many awesome moments. But that was an awesome moment. That was, like, high level. That was a high level moment. Um, and it almost gets forgotten uh, with the other things that happened later on, which is insane because like Minoru Suzuki coming after John Moxley is a massive, massive deal. All right. Then we next, then next we have the AEW's women champion, Dr. Britt Baker D M D versus Chris Statlander. Great match. These two have chemistry. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker is just fucking killing it right now. Completely in her groove. I really hope that um, possibly the winner of the Casino Battle Royale, which we'll get to in a moment. But like, I, I really want Britt Baker to have this legendary run, and I think she is. Um, but I really want her to hold that belt for a very, very long time because like her work is just superb. Statlander looked really good in this. Um Chris Statlander is a star. She will be a world champion at some point. Uh, these two had a good match. Um, I just, I, I love these two. Like, I mean, these both are awesome ladies. Uh, seeing Britt Baker, you know, I saw her here in eight, you know, in Cleveland, AIW, uh, and just like her rise is absolutely amazing. And I just, yeah, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Dr. Britt Baker. Chris Statlander is great. Um, she's still newer to me. Like I, I know she did a lot of stuff in AAW in Chicago, uh, where they were or Hoffman Estates. Uh, but like, I really, I dig her. I think she's got a great character. I think she's an amazing worker. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where, where Statlander goes from here. And I've got a really good feeling. I, I know where Dr. Baker is going to go from here. So next we have the, Oh, one of the greatest, not, I don't want to say it right. I would say this is definitely going to be a top 10 of the a year match candidate. Uh, we had the champions, the Young Bucks, or the Young Fucks, if you will, versus the Lucha Brothers. For the AEW World Tag Team Champions, chips, belts, and a steel motherfucking cage. And, uh, yeah, this is a great match. But, like again, these are four phenomenal wrestlers four phenomenal professional wrestlers and showmen and they that's what they did they put on a fucking show and there were like a bunch of near falls and crazy spots and you know shit kingery by the young bucks you know pulling out the tack covered nike ripping out the mask of the, of the luchadors but then you had penta and uh and ray phoenix just like doing their thing and it was just a really 
good match. I think that this it was the right call. I think especially since this is the only title change on the card. Spoiler. Um, this was a good one. This was a, the, the right one. The Bucks don't need the belts. I mean, it's great when they have the belts. It's great when they are the champs, but they don't need them. I think the Lucha Bros, I have a sneaky, a sneaking, a sneaking feeling that the Lucha Bros are about to turn a heel um, and join Andrade El Idolo. Um, and uh, when he, uh, him and, I think it's him and uh, Pac are going to be uh, wrestling this Friday on Rampage. I just got, I just got this feeling. I have this feeling that they're going to turn and they're going to make this awesome uh, Mexican stable. It's going to fucking rule. And somehow Ric Flair is going to be involved, which is going to be awkward for everyone. Uh, but again, great match, great spots. Blood, I mean, bloody match. Um, at the end of it, like when you know every, the, the Lucha Brothers are celebrating and Penta uh, motions and he, like, he's, his children and wife or partner come in and like he's like bleeding from like the elbow or something like that he's bleeding and like you see his blood on his children after he gives them hugs and kisses which is kind of weird and unnerving but very very sweet and uh no i think that i am excited to see where they go from here i think they have some fun challengers uh looking forward like you've got 2.0 who are i fucking love those guys sit back and relax and feel the flow of two point oh ow baby Again, from uh, Chikara, I love those guys. Uh, even when they were 3.0, I mean, even when they were Ever-Rise, but I, those two are just some of the funniest dudes on the planet, and I'm so happy that they have, they have a, a platform. But there are a lot of good tag teams in, um, in New Japan era and uh, AEW. You know, you never know. Maybe some New Japan guys could come over. I would love to see uh, for the, the I would love to see if that Forbidden Door is going to open. If we could see the gorillas of destiny versus lucha brothers that'd be fucking phenomenal um so yeah i just like i think this is a good call on their part next we had the casino battle royale great match some great spots but really 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 all you have to know is that the joker the 21st entrant was the former heidi lovelace the former ruby riot and now known as ruby 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 soho I know I'm gonna sing. I'm feeling. I'm feeling it, man. Um, yeah, seeing Ruby Ruby Soho was great. Uh, I am. I'm super excited about her. I'm definitely excited about the other two people that uh, will will you know debut at the end of the uh, main event. But Ruby Soho is like there's so much that she should have been given because she earned it in the WWE, but they just didn't want to do it because they're you know punk ass bitches and she doesn't exactly fit their mold. But she is an amazing wrestler. I have seen her wrestle many times in person in front of a very small crowd uh, and big crowds. And now she's going to be in front of really big crowds. And, no, I love it. I love Ruby Soho. I think it was great that she won. Um, you know, having someone come in their first night and win something big like that, some people can be like, eh, I don't know, like you're kind of you know, putting over the other ex-WWE people and not the, the people that have been here. And I get that to a point. But, like, here's the thing. I will say this about this whole, like, you know, AEW is snapping up all these ex-WWE folks. Just because they work someplace doesn't mean they are not allowed to go other places. In the case of Ruby Soho, she was fired. She was let go from that company. She was told by the company, we no longer want you. 
So you're going to bemoan the fact that she got a job at another company where she can make good money and ply her craft in front of millions of people. That's, that's dumb. Like, I'm sorry. Like this whole, like, oh, they're only picking up uh, former WWE guys. Like WWE is the biggest game in town. And they put out some massive, massive cuts this year. But like, it doesn't matter. Like if they were a main eventer or they just in the developmental system, system, developmental system, words are hard folks. Like a, like a Caesar Bonani. Like he wasn't, he was an XT. No one's bemoaning that. Like, let these people live. Like, yes. Does it worry me to a point that the AEW roster is going to become too top-heavy and we're not going to see a lot of the guys like an Ethan Page, like a Matt Seidel, um, you know, like the you know, like a Jungle Boy. Um, yeah, it, it that is a concern. But you have Dark Elevation, Dark, and Rampage on top of Dynamite. That's a lot of exposure. Now, true, Elevation and Dark are both on YouTube. They are full with, with primarily squash matches. You have a lot, you know, it's very much like the, the winner of the match is going to be the one who gets the entrance as opposed to the person in the ring. Yeah, but, but they are... That's a great opportunity for people to still get in front of crowds, to still have you know these crowds remember who they are, remember what they can do, um, so they're not uh, getting any kind of ring rust. They're not sitting back and catering, and you know, like you have, you can't have everyone on the car, you know, on that card every time. Now, do I expect to see a lot of a CM Punk, uh, Daniel Bryan? No. Name was Brian Danielson. God damn it, WWE, you fucked me up. Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, the American Dolphin. If you get that joke, you're funny. Um, and you know, something like Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, Bebe, boom. Do I expect to see a lot of them on uh, Dynamite? Yes. Uh, if someone like a Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda uh, gets you know hired on, do I expect to see him on? Yes. Okay. End of the day, you also have to play the fact that these are names that people like wrestling fans know. Wrestling fans know who Daniel Bryan is. God damn it. Brian Danielson. Ah, it's Brian Danielson. They know him as Daniel Bryan, but Brian Danielson, that, that is a recognizable face. CM Punk, that is a recognizable face. And so, you know, good on them. I don't know if they're going to, like, it'll be interesting. I think, Dan, I think Daniel Sin. Danielson, haha. Brian Danielson is look like he is positioning himself to wow, talking is hard. Positioning himself to go after the uh, AEW title against Kenny. By God, Omega, uh, Punk. I don't know where it goes from this. You know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, MJF would be fun. That would be fun." But he's got a lot of options, and obviously. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho is going to be going after Dr. Britt Baker DMD because she did win that battle royale. So exciting things went off on a tangent there. We're going to get back on track with a card. Um, next we have MJF versus Chris Jericho. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think Chris Jericho is a, a particularly good dude. I think Chris Jericho might be kind of a dog shit guy, but... 
But, but, the crowd's reaction when he comes out and singing his song, which is not a good song. Let's be real. It's not a great song. But, you know, that's cool. And Chris Jericho, the performer, is very over and very popular. And I think maybe the song is, I don't know if the song is over as much as he is. I think I think he is, but still that song's pretty goddamn over. Um, but no, this was a good match. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how because like they we you know really went after each other. Uh, you had a visual pin of uh, MJF to pinning Jericho, but Jericho put his foot on the ropes. Then uh, Aubrey got Aubrey Edwards got overruled. It's interesting. I think I don't know. I really kind of hope they move on from this. Like I have enjoyed this pretty well. It's been going on for a while. I think last night or like last night, but. The, Sunday night, need, you know, it's, it's the natural ending of that. You can always pick it up in a year or so, late, maybe more or never. But I think it's time to move on, folks. But uh, no, it, it was good. MJF actually, MJF looked pretty good. Like It's funny. MJF is a professional wrestler. One of his weakest uh, things, his weakest uh, traits, is the wrestling. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler, but you're not paying to see... MJF wrestle. No one's like, oh man, I want to see a 60 minute Iron Man match with Maxwell Jacob Freeman. No one, no one's wanting that. No one wants that. They do want to see him talking to a microphone, much like I'm doing now. And I'm making love to this microphone, hey, baby. But no one's, no one wants that. So that's why the opportunity for like a, a mic battle, a pipe bomb battle, if you will, with one CM Punk is appealing. But it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. I think tomorrow's show, or whenever you're listening to this, the Wednesday after uh, uh, All Out should be an interesting show. And if it wasn't, and you're listening to this, you're like, Ben, Ben, it was not an interesting show. Ben, it sucked. I don't I don't care. I don't believe you, actually. It didn't suck. Because AEW is pretty goddamn awful. Awful, awfully good. Ha <laughs> I'm go- I'm keeping all this. God damn it! I am only doing one take. I don't know if the show is coming back full time. It might. It might not. But we're gonna fucking party like it's 2019 or whenever the last time I uploaded this show. All right. Next we had the in ring return of one Charles Montgomery. Versus Darby Allen. I mean, like, it was really cool. I will say, punk in pants. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know if I like it yet. It was jarring. I was wondering what he was going to wear. I'm like, does he wear the trunks again? Does he wear the trunks with the high kick pads and the knees? Knee pads. Or does he go back to shorts? Do we get to see ROH? Uh, CM Punk with the fucking basketball shorts. That would have popped me. That would have popped me so badly. Oh, that would be amazing. Pants are cool. Um, it's just going to take some time to get used to. It's an aesthetic change. Um, even though he's been off my TV for seven years, uh, it's still like when I think of CM Punk, I think of the, the last time we saw him, trunks, kick pads, knee pads. But uh, time will tell on that one. But no, this is a great... Um, you know, Darby Allen is a fucking bad man. 
and I think that these guys had a banger of a match. Uh, you could tell that Darby was, you know, just crisp. You tell some of those dives. Like, I think CM Punk did an interview. He was like, I don't want to take a Darby Allen suicide dive. Well, you did, brother. And I do not blame you for not wanting to take that move. That looked like it sucked. But, uh, you know, and then like, there were some nice callbacks to Money in the Bank 2011 with the hitting the GTS and Darby falling out of the ring. And I'm glad that they had Sting in the back so there wasn't, like, any kind of shenanigans from the from the icon. Um, but end of the day, the right guy won. You can't have CM Punk lose his first match back. I mean, you can, and it would be an interesting story if you can tell it right. But, I mean, you're in Chicago. You're not going to have that guy lose. But I don't think Darby takes away anything negative from this loss. I think that it's CM Punk. He's in Chicago. And I think, you know, the next time they wrestle, I could see Darby Allen picking up the victory. So, good match. Fun match. It was it was good to see, you know, to hear that it was clobbered time. And it, that was just awesome. It uh, it made me pop. Um, I didn't watch this next match. I'll be very honest. I fast-forwarded through it. Uh, Paul White versus QT Marshall. Palette cleanser. Clearly what it was. Like, nothing against these two guys. Don't give a fuck. Do not give a god fucking damn about QT Marshall, the factory. Like, this, this whole thing was, like... Good for them for getting on the show, but like Malachi Black was not on this show. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky were not on this show. The Varsity Blondes were not on this show. There were other people on this sh- not on the show that deserved this spot more than QT Marshall and Paul White. Paul, love you, buddy. You know, good for you, but like, bro. That in it, you're not that guy. You're not that guy, Paul. You're not that guy. Um, and then we had the main event for the AEW, the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, the challenger Christian Cage, who is currently the Impact Wrestling World Champion, versus Kenny by God Omega, with the Elite and Don Callis, the AEW World Champion. Um. You know, I got to be honest, I think this was a good match, but, like, you had so much that has already happened. This might be controversial. I think at the moment, I think that changes with Brian Danielson coming in. The world title has definitely kind of been an afterthought. Like, the buildup to All Out, especially since CM Punk has been added to the card, it's like, see a punk, see a punk. Oh, yeah, we also have a uh, world title match between two guys that uh, you would normally be excited, but the fact that the uh, the one guy that the internet wouldn't shut the fuck up about for seven years is coming back, and not only is he coming back, he's coming back near-ish his hometown of Chicago, Illinois. And so I think that they kind of suffered from that, but end of the day, it was still a good match. I mean, you still had Kenny Omega doing what he does. Christian Cage, like, clearly he can still go. Clearly WWE fucked themselves by not having a awesome ring veteran and ring general like Christian around. But it was a good match. It wasn't bad. Will I remember this match in a year's time? I will not. Like, 
I will. It, it could be six, probably six months, but definitely a year from now. If you ask, like, what was the main event of All Out 2021? I'd be like, um, well, I know there were some big debuts, but I don't know who wrestled, and that's that. That's too bad. But uh, it is what it is. And then after, you had Shit King himself, Kenny by God Omega. Talking about, oh, this is all part of the plan, and there's no one else on my level, and the only people that are on my level are either I've beaten them, they're not here, or they're already dead, and then let's go out. And then it's Adam Cole, baby! As Adam Cole walks down that aisle, and you're thinking, oh, you know, in uh, in BT, being the elite, that lore, the eight and their YouTube channel, they murdered the young bucks murdered Adam Cole in Reseda, California. As he was going off to, to NXT, uh, they put poison in his monster drink and he they murdered him dead. But they've resurrected him because he's squaring up with them, thinking, Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe Adam Cole's gonna come after Kenny Omega. Even if Cole and Omega and oh, jerking off, jerking off, jerking off. Um, no, he uh, super kicks uh, Jungle Boy and he rejoins his brethren in the elite. They do the double kiss, uh, Young Bucks on each side, and then you hear Flight of the Valkyrie. Dun, da, 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 I'm a little bit bummed that they did not have him come out to Final Countdown. Like, you're going to use licensed music. You use Punk's licensed song. You got Ruby Soho's song. I mean, I know she came. She is friends with Lars. But you got, you know, Jungle Boy, his song. You couldn't get Europe. You couldn't get Europe to give you that, that song for, like, a ham sandwich. That's the only thing I would have changed. It's a small thing, but not really. And uh, if you listen to this week's Biff Radio, uh, I a.k.a. Biff, and I am coming to you live from the Center Club studio recording and gaming hub. I um, did it. My, my, the episode is about wrestling theme songs, licensed wrestling theme songs, and you definitely heard uh, the final countdown by Europe. But uh, no, I mean, other than that, like, it was great seeing Danielson, see, hearing the name Brian Danielson. The last person to use that name on TV that wasn't on the reality show was Brian Danielson himself. After he got eliminated from the first uh, season of Tough Enough, or uh, Tough NXT, um, he got cut and he's like, oh, you know, I don't know, man. It's Daniel Bryan. I don't know, but there used to be a guy. His name is Brian Danielson. And then we did not hear from him again. But he's back, baby, and it's great. Hit that running knee, and um, I, I love it. And the show was just, it has, it was just a great show. I was unfortunately, I, I ordered the pay-per-view. I recorded it, or so I thought. Uh, and then I, you know, because I was I had a fantasy football draft on Saturday, on Sunday. I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a little bit later, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to you know, be able to watch it and, like, catch most of it. In real time, X, come home, sit down. It's not there. Call Cox, like, hey, motherfuckers, what's the deal? Like, oh no, no, it's fine, it's fine. And we, we sent it, and so okay, 
this sucks, but I'm going to just record it overnight and get up tomorrow morning first thing. You know, still avoid any kind of spoilers, and uh, it'll be good. Get up the next morning, come downstairs, make myself some protein waffles, turn on the TV, turn on the DVR, and it's not fucking there. So I called Cox, and I said, listen, you Cox, you're going to give me my goddamn money back, and you're going to fucking fuck off. And then I went to Fight TV, uh, not a plug, just the, where I went, and I bought that, and now I have unlimited uh, replays. So that, that kind of wins. But uh, So I've, I watched it, but all four big surprises had been spoiled for me at that point. Between... Trying to like find like how to, how to order it, saw things, uh, podcast alerts, saw things, went on TikTok for a second, which was dumb, saw things. So, but even though I didn't get to experience the surprises, uh, you know, surprised, it was still awesome to see. It was still great to see, and I still got a lot of enjoyment out of it. So, AW all out, it was biftastic. It gets five biffs. Out of five biffs. And what a biff is. I don't know. So, but no, it was a great show. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like I want to do more of these. I don't know if it's going to be. Well, it's not going to be weekly. Let's put it that way. This is not going to be a weekly show. Bi-weekly? Possibly. Monthly? It's possible. After big shows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Why are you pushing this? I don't know. God damn it. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, but I enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed this. And, folks, like, wrestling is the best. I fucking love wrestling. And, uh, you know, texting back and forth with Mr. Wes Allen today, he's like, wrestling's back. And it is, because, like, he's also gone to some independent shows, which, oh, uh, God, you know, part of me is like, oh, I want to go to a wrestling show and I want to cheer. But then, other part of me is like, no, I don't want to do that because there's too many people and I'm scared. And I am like, I mean, with the Delta variant and I don't know everyone's vaccination status. Uh, it's a little bit nerve wracking at this point, but uh, hopefully in the near future, I will get to go to a wrestling show and cheer for the baby faces and boo the heels as God intended. All right, folks, well, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. All th- two of you, three of you, perhaps. Um, there will be more of these. I just don't know when, but you will hear this again. So until next time, folks, just remember what Kevin Hollage told you. Oh man, Ben watches a lot of wrestling. Hey pal, he's doing it. Bye, everybody.